So hello, I'm here today with uh, uh, Kathleen, who's a peer supporter uh, with Turning Point Scotland. We're up in the Banff office in the very north of the northeast, right on the coast. Uh, and we're going to hear today about Kathleen's journey um, and how she became involved in and is now uh, a peer supporter with Turning Point. So. Thanks, Kathleen, for joining me today and agreeing to, to share some of your journey. Um, I wonder if you might tell us a little bit about that, how, how you came to be involved uh, with Turning Point yourself. Uh, well, it was because of my husband's alcohol addiction. Okay. Uh, he had a, an alcohol dependency for quite a number of years and uh, I chose to look after him right. and support him through his addiction. Uh, it wasn't an easy journey, very, very difficult. Uh, I was holding down a job, a responsible job. And uh, what was your job, Kathleen? I was a home carer. Okay. And uh, dealing with complex needs and mm. a lot of hard work. And uh, when I was at work, I used to worry about my husband um, because I knew when I went home, I wasn't prepared for what I was going to come across. Okay. And a lot of the time, it wasn't nice. Mm. He would have fallen, gashed his head open, and I had to contend with it. Okay. There were occasions he took a seizure, I had to deal with that and clear his mouth and speak with the ambulance service. Goodness me. Okay. And uh, I dealt with it. Well, I couldn't not do anything. Mm. I just went into automatic uh, uh, gear and just started uh, clearing his mouth and uh, till the ambulance came and they took him to hospital. But uh, Lots of different things happened to him, but when my work concerned, eh, I never told my employer, I never told my workmates okay. about my situation. Eh, it was very difficult to speak to people because of the stigma of mm. alcohol. Mm. And I just thought everybody was speaking about me if I went out in the street. And a lot of people knew my husband. Okay. And uh, I just felt, you know, tongues were wagging. Goodness me, what a stressful time yeah. that must have been. So you were working in the community as a carer. Yes. And then coming home after work and dealing with your husband's alcohol problems. Yes. And taking that stigma and that isolation, that must yes. have been a very difficult time. Goodness yeah. me. I was very isolated because... I just had to look after my family, look after my husband. I had no time for myself because okay. everything was dependent on them. Mm. But uh, the Family Inspirations Group was started up and uh, I went along to it and uh, Tanya was a great support to me and uh, it just snowballed from there. It carried on for quite a number of years, okay. uh, well, maybe four, and uh, 
then the peership board came into being. So the family inspiration group, was that a, a community group? Was that a specific...? It was a recovery cafe okay. for families as well. Uh, so it was good because it got me into things and uh, uh, I was cooking and I was helping the, the community mm. and uh, I just felt a bit good about myself because, well, my husband had passed away by this time and uh, I had time, but time to reflect as well and what I'd been through. Right, okay. You know? Okay. So you'd lost your husband by this by the time you found yes. out the, the group. Okay, I'm yeah. so very sorry for your loss. Um, yeah. And as you're saying, the, the group maybe gave you some time that you'd not been having uh, prior. Yes, okay. it did. And I met different people, you know, mm -hmm. out with my family and my home, which that's all I had to contend with, you mm -hmm. know. Mm -hmm. And uh, it made a big difference to me uh, at that time. And then uh, the months went on and uh, just enjoyed it all the more and then we moved to different premises. We went to the Apex Church Hall. Okay. So that's where we are now. Right. But uh, I did uh, sign up to do the peer support training with Tracy okay. and uh, it was the best thing I've ever done oh, because okay. it built up my confidence. During the training I had to speak about myself and my husband. Uh, I didn't have to, but I wanted to, because I trusted the people that were training mm -hmm. me. Mm -hmm. And uh, I opened up a good bit, more than I would have. And uh, I just felt good about how I managed to talk to, to Tracy, and I think it was Mike that was doing the training at that time. Okay. And, uh, is it safe to say, even at that training point, was it was it therapeutic to talk about your situation in that safe space? Yes, where I think there was it would trust have been. Yes, I, I, I think just deep inside there was something wanting to come out okay. because I had bottled everything up during the the years of my husband's addiction. Mm. You know? Where you carried the incredible yes. burden as you were telling us. Yes. With work and then coming home and having all that responsibility for his care. Yeah. Was something that, like you say, you'd carried yeah. alone. That's right. Okay. Uh -huh. I had nobody really to help me because, I mean, his parents were elderly. Mm -hmm. And, uh, well, I had my two sons. I mean, I did call in there when it was really needed. Mm -hmm. I just fought the burden on my own, really. When it all boils down to it, I just carried on. Yeah, yeah. I don't know who or where I got the strength from. Mm. But uh, as I said, the peer support service has uh, helped me a lot. Okay. You know, and I've done a lot of training and different things, and it's been good. Mm. And they've got e-learning as well, so I've done some of that. Uh, I can't remember all the things I've done, 
who went on to Zoom during the pandemic, right. you know, okay. and that, well, Zoom was new to me, it was strange and uh, scary, but uh, I got used to it. It was a scary time, yeah. wasn't it, when we were yeah. all in that initial... Yes. So from the Family Inspiration Group, you made a decision to get involved with the peer support. Yes. So for those who don't know very much about it, what is peer support? What What's it all about? Well, it's... Well, I've lived experience. Okay, yep. That's something... Uh, not as a being an, an, an addiction to me, but having to cope with an addiction. So uh, I just felt peer support had done me a lot of good and uh, I ended up being facilitator of the Recovery Cafe Family Inspirations. Wow, okay. So you uh -huh. went from being one of the members of the... Yeah the group to lead in the group with the training and mm -hmm. okay and uh, I just felt that I needed to help other people right. that were maybe going through similar things circumstances and uh, just be there for somebody mm -hmm. that maybe wanted to talk with you be a good listener and uh, not judge them you know and make them welcome and uh, we cook a meal for them okay. and uh, they enjoy it, I think, I hope, <laughs> but uh, it, it makes you feel good about yourself because I never thought about myself, hmm. never ever, as long as everybody else was okay, that mattered to me. Okay. It still matters to me, hmm. I think. I don't put myself first. It's, it's just something it's in me, you know. So what does it involve now that you lead this peer support group? You were, you were mentioning there about cooking food, about yes. listening. How does it work? Is it something that you do every day or once a week? What's the kind of the rhythm of it? Well, the family inspirations groups on a Wednesday. Okay. Uh, half past four to half past six mm -hmm. and uh, you have the regular ones and you have a, an odd one will maybe pop in and uh, I mean you just get to know them mm -hmm. and uh, listen to what they want to speak about and uh, praise them when it's needed mm -hmm. and uh, well just making sure that they're okay and if there's any problems, I know I can refer back to Tracy, mm. the, the peer support service. Okay. If so there's, there's any a kind issues. Of, so there's a central level with the service that you can draw on for support and yeah. refer people to, all that kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And um, I think I heard you saying there that you get something very tangible out of being a facilitator for you. So yeah. maybe you were overlooked <laughs> quite a lot through those very difficult days. And it doesn't mean that we don't care about other people, but no. that, that there's something there for you to support others who might have some parallels with your, with your journey and your story. Yes. I just feel 
that there's support there now that I didn't receive. Mm. And um, and I suppose maybe if I'd had the support, it was, nothing was offered. Okay, yeah, you know? yeah. I, it might have been different, you mm. know, but I just feel that I want to give back to people what I went through with, with my husband, mm. you know, Absolutely. and making sure that people are okay mm. to a point. Okay. So then, what's the training like? You must deal with a, a, a broad variety of situations with people who come to the group. How are you? How are you trained to deal with those? Well, it's in the training. You had training about boundaries, and okay. a, I mean, if issue is a car, I mean, you're told what the best steps would be mm. to take. If there was issues arose, eh, like maybe somebody coming in, trying to come in with alcohol mm. in them, mm. we just couldn't have that okay. allowed right. because it could trigger some of the people that are there in recovery. Goodness me, so I, yeah, I see what you mean. So if mm -hmm. someone attends the group who's yeah. under the influence, uh -huh. that's a very hard, them, yeah. okay, okay. So you must have to be quite assertive. Um, to lead the, the, the group. Yes. Mm. I, I'm not a pushy person, but I think if I saw something wasn't right, I would say. Okay. Mm. You know, in a, in a diplomatic kind of way. Okay. I'm not a forceful person. Okay, yeah. You know? So does the, being a facilitator and leaving, uh, leading the group, does it build confidence? And yes, I think it does. Okay. Yeah, I just feel a bit more useful to mm -hmm. people. I see, yeah. Mm -hmm. And you were saying you've had lots of training there around, also in the digital space and... Yeah. Okay, so... Uh, uh, I think you were telling me earlier about how your experiences leading the community groups also feeds back into the training, so the training kind of evolves, is that? Yes. Okay. Yeah, it would. Uh -huh. And I mean, on Zoom we met a lot of different people, different friends, and we're, we're still on a Zoom to this day, mm. you know, like once or twice a week. Wow, It's okay. continued, right. and it's people from further north, and wow. uh, they've become quite friendly. It's just like so we've known them all their days, you know. So there's a real personal element yeah. to this, is there? Yeah. And what's what's your sense of the scale of the problem with alcohol and drugs in our in our area? Do you do you get a sense of how big the problem is? Yes. Is your group big and how do you manage it? Well it? it's not a very big group, but it's big enough right. to you know facilitate. Mm -hmm. But I know there is a lot of alcohol eh, in the area and eh, I feel so sad about it, you know. I just wish that people received the proper help, mm -hmm. you know, because I know in my experience the proper help at some 
point in time were never given, mm. you know. And ultimately you lost your husband yeah. there without, yeah. and so what you're doing now is supporting people to access that yes. house, I suppose. And then going back to you, and if you don't mind my asking, I can hear very clearly that there are a lot of rewards and a lot of personal um, gains from doing this work. I wonder, is it difficult as well, thinking of, of, of your loss and your husband, is, is that a hard part of the role? It was hard because I'd lost my husband and my life was just completely changed, mm. you know. Yeah. I went from my hands were going very, very fast and never stopped until just it finally stopped. I didn't have the hard work with my husband, which I, I really wondered what happened to me, mm. you know, looking after him. It was such a strange feeling, and it took me a long time to kind of get to grips with that. Okay. You know, it affected me mm. because, well, he was always there, and I just had everything to do for him because he'd also lost the power of his right hand. Okay. And uh, I had to do everything for him, cut off his food, and mm. such like. Such a so huge it, part it, of your life, especially yeah. when things were difficult yes. there at the end, okay. Yeah, but there's one uh, exception I received from my husband's addiction was my SPQ too. Ah, okay. I, I noticed in one of the carers' magazines that I read, there was a, an advert about uh, people wanting to do this training. So I said, oh, I don't know if I'm eligible for this. So when I read it again, I plucked up the courage to phone and I spoke to a very nice lady who got back to me. And I says, I don't know if I can do this because this is my husband's alcohol dependent. She says, you're just the type of person we're looking for. Right, okay. So it just started from there. I did my training with this lady. She was very, very nice. Mm. She came down from Huntley okay. every second week and put me through that training. Mm. Mm. And I was so delighted, you know, because I didn't think that I could do it. And uh, it just gave me a wee bit more pride in myself mm. that I had achieved that. I, I didn't get it done through my work, which should have been, but it never, it never happened. Okay. And uh, I felt so proud that I'd done it. And uh, just, just a self uh, achievement mm. about myself. Mm. It was such a difficult time mm -hmm. to achieve something that could be useful for you yes. and for others. That's right. Okay. Uh -huh. So this has led you now to being uh, a peer supporter uh -huh. and leading and facilitating these groups in the online space and in person. Yeah. Is it on a voluntary basis? Yes, or you it's voluntary. So you're a, a voluntary. Okay. Voluntary okay. basis. And does it do you does it use a lot of your time? Or? Well, 
I'm, I'm kept busy because on a Wednesday as well, I pick up the a fair share from Asda. It's food, it's, well, it depends. It's different items each week. Uh, and it helps towards the recovery cafe. Sometimes it's given to the people it come. Mm -hmm. If there's anything of any benefit to them, if they want to take, they can take it. Mm -hmm. And people that are not there, it's, it's sometimes been to the group, all the stop off with them and hand them a bag of goodies. Goodness you know? me. Okay. Yeah, so, so uh, as well as a safe space for people to come and talk about um, problems they might be having with drugs and alcohol, mm -hmm. there's also foodie things yes. as well that That's you right. facilitate and, and ensure for people. That, that really is... Mm -hmm. That's astonishing. So it's quite a broad yeah. service that you... And what about support for you? We were talking earlier there about the load on you. As you run these groups, both online, in person, uh, meeting people's needs, not only maybe with addiction and, and, and problems with alcohol and drugs, but also with cost of living things like yeah. food. Is there support for you? You mentioned earlier um, Tracy here in the um, um, in the Banff office and, and yeah. Karen as well. Yeah. Is there a kind of HQ <laughs> where you can um, Well, if there's anything that's bothering me, I just call on Tracy, you know. Right, okay. But I don't think about myself, that's the thing. Okay. I never have, really. And... Uh, it's just how I am. Mm. I've just been that kind of person that's that's helped people for quite a number of years, work-wise and family-wise. Mm. You know, it's really amazing to to hear a little bit about your story and how you've gone from this place of isolation and stigma mm -hmm. to this role in the community, doing so much for people. Um, to support people, hopefully to have a, a route to recovery um, yeah. and perhaps, you know, um, a better outcome. Um, it sounds like your training is, is very kind of full and comprehensive for all types of situations and with support here. I wonder where you would like to see the peer support service going, where should it if at all, change or adapt to in the future? Well, I suppose uh, the more training you get, the better, mm. you know? Uh, I mean, I did a lot of training with my last employment mm. and confidentiality was very important to me because it was always drummed into us uh, that you don't speak mm. about people out with and uh, how people live. You were going out to other people's homes. You, you went in and did your work, came out, closed the door behind you. And that's how I still think. Hmm. You know, my work, my employment has rubbed off on me. Okay. So I, I take confidentiality in this volunteering uh, peer support very serious, you mm -hmm. know. And I wouldn't, uh, you know, 
go against people's confidentiality. Is that part of making the safe spaces where people can come and yes. escape maybe stigma and isolation yeah. and things like yeah. that? Well, I hope so. Uh, they hope feel so. that their stories are respected and kept. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, thank you so very much for for uh, telling me a little bit about the service. It's it's incredible the work that you're doing on a voluntary basis and the relationships that you have um, with people. I'm a, I'm a massive admirer <laughs> of what you do and we hope that these podcasts can um, help publicise some of that work a little bit, both for people who might be experiencing problems with drugs and alcohol as well as people who want to get involved in um, the service itself. Um, I wonder if you might, on that note, have any advice for people who might want to get involved? Um, well, just take that step. It makes an awful difference to your life. It brings your confidence into the spotlight. And I know I did right going for the peer support training. And I've never looked back, really, you know. So on a personal level, do you feel a difference yes. after being involved? Yes. And that's a positive one? Yes. Okay, in yeah. terms of confidence? Or? Confidence and making new friends, really, yeah. okay. you know? Yeah. And uh, just doing different training. Mm. It's an opportunity. And uh, I'm glad that I, I did the training. Mm. Sounds like a whole new way of life from a yeah. sort of professional dimension to a lot of the recovery cafes. I get the sense they feel like a family kind yes. of. Yes, that's yeah. right. Uh -huh. That's, well, that's how it comes to be. You, you get so, you know, people will talk to you and they'll say, oh, this happened today and hey, I'll let you see this, I'll let you see this photograph and things like that, but you have to show a great interest in them, mm -hmm. you know? Very personal indeed. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, it's not only alcohol and drug addictions, it's people with mental health problems as well that come to our group. Okay. So, you have to be, you know, give them a little bit of kindness and listen to them. Mm. And uh, as I say, I had mental illness in my family as well. Mm. So. so those spaces for acceptance? Yes. Um, and listening, as you're saying, so, right. so very valuable. And not only, I'm hearing you say, for drugs and alcohol, but for people struggling with a variety of issues, including mental health problems. Yes, that's right. Well, Kathleen, thank you ever so much for sharing uh, some of your story. It's just a privilege to learn a little bit about it and I hope we can raise some awareness of the amazing peer support services uh, for others out there who may be interested. Okay, thank you very much. Thank you. It's been a pleasure speaking to you. Thank, thank you. you. Likewise.